to the Gosnells Live at Five podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm the founder here at Gosnells. I'm Will, I'm the head brewer here at Gosnells. I'm James, and I make the mead. This is our informal podcast, which we're spinning out from our Instagram live sessions. We do these every Friday live at five, and we'll be talking about honey, fermentation, and of course what we're here for, the mead. We'll also be joined from time to time by some very special guests to talk about booze more generally. If you haven't already, guys, hit that subscribe button to our podcast, whatever medium you're on. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gosnells Mead. Perfect. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello. How are we? You caught you doing a lot of intro. Yeah, yeah. My pre-10 piano. We are here live at five again, Will. Um, and we've got our setup hopefully a bit more Mate, I, I am so nervous about this. There's so many flashing lights. Um, but we do have a James. Uh, give us a wave, James. Um, yeah, here yeah, we are. Here we are. Week, um, week, week number one. Last week was a pilot episode due to... Due to some TV. No, it was meant to be. So what are we talking about this evening coming up? So this evening we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing this week, as we yep. always do. Um, also, we're going to have Theo from Hawks. Joining us at about quarter past five, which will be exciting. Yeah, which will be cool. Um, and we'll be talking about, we've done a collaborate collaboration collaboration with them. Collaboration. Uh, Try that if you, if you don't want to say the whole word and get caught out. Yeah, well, next time I'll know. Yeah. And uh, so we'll talk about that, talk a bit more about cider, um, and generally, um, yeah, all things apples, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing you can... Make cider out of, yeah? Yeah, that is anything you make cider out of. God, some. All right, before we start getting into this stilted conversation, let's have a drink. Yeah, let's have a drink. Uh, It's Friday. Watch gave us a wave. Watch is having a watch. Yeah, guys, as always, if you've got any questions, then do stick it in the uh, comment box below and we will try and answer the questions. We're looking over here because we can sort of see the screen, so I'm looking a bit weird. We weren't going to talk about it, but. uh, What What have we got today? Uh, so this is the second <laughs> iteration of our small batch program. Um, so this is the the slow uh, that we did in December, our uh, our Christmas style mead, I guess. Ten um, percent. Uh, this was barrel fermented, two different strains of uh, wine yeast. Uh, primary fermentation was done on uh, dried slows and dried juniper berries, uh, and then in secondary we added fresh slows, a little bit of honey, um, and star anise. Yeah, so um, the, the brief for this was a bit like slow gin. Yeah, so that, that was, that, that's what we wanted to get was, you know, something reminded us of slow gin, but still had that, that mead body, that mead-esque sort of feel to it. Um, and I'm pretty sure we nailed it. Oh, this was great. I had some, first I tried it, but not in a can, and I had some the other week, and it was just absolute banging. So, yeah, let's go. It's cool. Like, it's really cool. It's the, the idea of doing two different uh, yeasts was just, just add a, a layer of complexity you know, with, with slow gin being like the kind of the idea of this was, you know, there's there's so many layers in slow gin. There's so many different herbs and botanicals. There's the alcohol to play with. So we did these in bourbon barrels as well. So there's just that little bit more oomph in the alcohol character, not on the body as much, but there's definitely on the uh, on the uh, on the nose. But uh, yeah, so we want to get the bourbon character, get the alcohol, and then you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely get. So for me, what surprised me is it's pretty easy going. Actually, all the feedback from people who've been, you know, texting about it is that it's a little bit dangerous. But it's a little bit soft. It's it it's kind of ten percent. Yeah, it's ten percent, and it sneaks up on you. And it's oh, man, it's tannic at the end. That's one of the coolest things that like I've, I've had slow gin before, and my idea of slow gin was a lot more sweet and sour. And I know I've had a couple of slow gins that a couple of friends have made that were completely wildly different, but that was because of the the botanical the way, but a little bit more star anise, and wasn't as sweet as I remember. But fresh slows are just so tannic. They are. I remember you gave me one and I went off to do my dippery round and I was sucking <laughs> on this slow and I was like, oh my god, it's so drying. It just sort of sucks everything out. <laughs> it's so intense. It's like, so I, intense. Uh, it's, it's like eating a um, cider apple, which is which is uh, more bitter uh, than an apple. And more tannins in it. Yep, so, I wish uh, we would have brought this up before. That would have been a great segue. Uh, a great segue. Maybe in post. All right, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So don't worry, uh, we're going to fill in the next eight minutes. What else? Have, what else are you up to this, this week? So this week, uh, God, Tom. Uh, this week we are doing the the next iteration of the small batch releases next week. So we just got that. What, what is that going to be? So that's going to be the coffee boucher, Tom. Lovely. So barrel fermented boucher um, with uh, with coffee. 
You're right, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that this is one of the ones that we've done. God, maybe ten times over the yeah, years. Yeah, I've done a few of them. And yeah, different coffees, different even different meads. Not necessarily always with the boucher. The boucher was kind of that. That's a light switch. I don't yeah. know. Does anyone still have the? That's a lamp. Does anyone even have those with lamps anymore? No, you haven't in the toilet. It's the emergency one. We've all been there. No, in the UK you have them. They're all drawstrings, anyway. Um, but yeah, so that that was the the uh, the light bulb moment uh, with the boucher, and and it came came out with a um, a coffee like characteristic, especially when it was barrel fermented and a little oxidized. Um, and then yeah, just putting coffee over, it, and then the last step of that was just what coffee do we and um, does it taste like Cafe Patron? Which is the it, question I Some of says. them, some of them have. Um, Cafe Patron does taste, taste a little bit like cheap tequila, so we, we haven't managed to recreate that. We haven't, yeah, we haven't managed to recreate cheap tequila mead. Um, but if you'd like to see that, um, well, we are all taking a turn to do one of the small batch recipes. So that's maybe, it. So maybe that can be my challenge. Have you have you come to uh, any ideas? Um, I'm still on this birthday cake idea, but I can't quite work it's out. Bit, birthday cake's very personalised, though. Everybody has their own birthday cake. Okay, we my birthday cake then. Okay, yeah, Victoria Sponge. I mean, essentially just sweet. So, yeah, sure be... yours, yours would be like a little SpongeBob SquarePants one. Uh, Colin McCasper, that, please. Oh, that's it. Oh, it was too. Shit. It was Colin McCasper. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Um, what have I been up to this week? I have been trying to do more social. Be more social. Hopefully you'll notice, guys. So, uh, so do say hello if you're watching along at home. Um, we always like a bit of interaction. If you've got any questions, so, you know, get involved. Well, I mean, we'll be speaking to Theo in a second, which we do. Yeah, so um, we've got those side of questions. You can probably hold off and uh, ask Theo. Yeah, and we'll pretend like they're our questions. But either way, we look good to him and terrible to you. So. Uh, what else? We bottled some well, bottled some London this week. Some of our original. Oh uh, yeah, we've got some London on at the moment. We're, we're going to do some pasteurization. I hope. Tomorrow and not at midnight tonight. Um, but hashtag hunting never sleeps. Yeah, it really doesn't. Really um, doesn't. Um, so it's an amorphous liquid. We really want a um, cool room in an ideal world or a temperature control room. Yeah, at least a temperature control room would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, you could always put it on the other side of the, the camera. Here. Yeah, we could see. We could see. Got, got a got uh, so football much space, field of space, so there, much yeah. space in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, um, if you just want to request being in the video again, and we'll add you uh, as we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else, Tom? What else have you... What have you been cooking over this period? I know we sort of had one last week, but we didn't really go over... What I've been cooking. Yeah, what do you mean? Do a bit more um, bread. So I see your Instagram has been blowing up with... Uh, <laughs> I have got with food. over 400 followers, Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm talking about blowing up in the sense of... Um, I, I think I have a catalogue of everything you've eaten for the last yeah, week. Yeah, but it's annoying because we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, that's it. Like it's 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 the lockdown blues, right? Yeah, it's I mean, it is of... a little bit. Um, what have I done? I had some cracking beef on Sunday. That was really good. The roast, which is nice. It made me concentrating on trying to sort my bread out. How'd you go with your? Um... Oh, so you did your bagels again? Oh yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, less bagely than last time. I think I didn't boil them for long enough, so they weren't dense enough. Oh, they God, quite... I've never made bagels. I didn't realise there was a point boiling process. Yeah, so you boil them first uh, to tighten them up uh, and restrict the rise in the oven, I believe, and then you bake them. So you do the same thing when you do the uh, so you get that gluten going, so you get them nice because they're they're still quite. Stretchy when you boil them, uh, or do you boil them straight away. Well, you would have to. You knock them back. Uh, so after the first roast, you knock them back, wrap, shape them into a round, and then you boil them pretty much about 10-15 minutes afterwards. Think. Okay, yeah. So it's a little bit of a rise, but a little bit of a rise, but it's constricting and they're much denser that way. But that must mean that you cook the outside, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so they still got it inside. That's why you still get the bubbles inside. Yeah, I think so. I'm cool. going to have to look into it. But yeah, so as I said, they were a bit more like like a roll as opposed to a bagel. You know, that bagel has that a little bit of dense into it. Um, so that was good. Uh, pizza, this pizza tomorrow. I bought myself a jeweler scale so I can get the oh, dial. Yeah. So I can dial in. The that's my next step. That's more really, for coffee for me, I think. Yeah. But I think that's the next step. Mine's only like. 0.5 of a gram and it's yeah plays up but mine was only a single gram and obviously if you're trying to measure out one gram it's not going to yeah. work um, um, what else we've, we've got some new things up on the website we so. do have some new things up on the website we've got um, a load of tasting bundles and a load of events so yeah we're sorry, we're trying to make February fantastic that's, uh, that's our marketing line TM. guys TM yeah 
Um, no, we, so we've got loads of events. So if you want to join us for either a meat making class or a vermouth making class or a tasting, um, there is loads and loads of stuff to stuff to up there. So yeah, check it out. We've got a new tasting as well with 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 the hawks collab in and some other bits and bobs, which is really good. Yeah, looking forward to it. I, the, the new tasting bundle is is pretty cool. It's pretty some cool. of the uh, some of the heather with that we've kept back. We're gonna pop that into the tasting bundle as well, which is something really cool. Um, and yeah, have some of the corks cut up. Speaking yeah, of which, I think yeah, should we uh, should we dial dial in? Let's go. There we go. So uh, let's see. Fear is just coming online. Um, just gotta freak out for a minute. Every time we do this, it just goes like. Uh, uh, uh. Um, what was I gonna say? I wonder where Fear is. He's he's just around the corner, right? I'm not sure. Well, we'll ask him. We'll have to ask him. Um, oh, oh, we got noise making. But yeah, so outside of that, um, what have you been making? What have you been making? Sweet. That's a good thing. Sorry, it's boring. So, um, my girlfriend's on um, furlough at the moment, so she is conducting most of our cooking. So it's been really quite good. So we get back into bread, which is which is nice. So got a new starter. Everything's just running so much better. Um, Am I in? We can hear you. There. I can hear you. Can you hear us, Theo? Take that as a no. Ooh. Okay. So we'll try that again. Yeah, we'll try that again. That's the uh, the beauty of Instagram Live. So Theo, I know you're there. Just send another request, and then um, we'll, we'll we'll go from there. We'll do it again. But yeah, so she's been getting back to be making bread. So we've been having a little bit too much salt last time, but we won't go over that. Um, oh yeah, you were saying she added it quite late in the process. Yeah, it sort of missed it, and then we had it. It's she added like seventeen grams. Trying to, to make up for the fact that it won't incorporate, and it just made this nice little uh, round crust. But it was fine; it just reduced the, the salt and the rest of everything else, and uh, it kind of worked. Yeah. So I'm making yeah, New York pizza dough, and this recipe from this this blocker in the states, and I remember I tagged him in my photo, and he was just like, "Oh, there he is, Theo. How's it going? Yeah, we go. How are you? Okay." Yeah, good. We're just wondering on the delay now, so we'll see how long the delay is, and we'll run from there. Theo, you've sent us some uh, some very kindly sent us sent us some drinks to start with. Um, what do you want to just? Uh, well, let's, oh, yeah. first, let's, 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 let's run through. Theo, you're you're from Hawks. Sound check. Sound yeah. check. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear us? No. Well. Oh, we've got some technical difficulties. From As it always goes. Technical difficulties from Theo, it looks like. Theo, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Yes. Yeah, hey. um, so, yeah, I'm Theo. I'm one of the head cider makers at Hawks in London. Is... So, yeah, I've been there. Well, actually, I've kind of lost track of time, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm coming into my fourth year there. Oh, nice. So, Theo, just just as an overarching question, let, let, let's get into it. What what's your definition of cider? Ah, <laughs> oh, just technical difficulties. So yeah, so cider, I guess we'll we'll, we'll take yeah, we'll, Theo's we'll, question. We'll uh, take Theo's question somewhere. So cider, I guess, is uh, like honey is to mead, cider is to apples. Yes, exactly. Alcohol made from apples. Apples is to cider. Yeah, exactly. I was just trying to work out that yeah. logic logic <laughs> puzzle back and forth. Um, so yeah, obviously it's made out of apples, and I think cider often gets certainly in the UK gets a relatively bad rap. There's a lot of very mass-produced cider, yeah, yeah, that is bulked out with a lot of sugar. And, and there's, not, there's not a lot of for those sort of like mid-range guys either. It's either you know ultra premium or yeah, exactly. Or quite Which is why Hawks uh, self-described sages of cider. Yeah. Um, they say that I don't. Don't, don't blame me. Um, but they, uh, they, you know, they're trying to make really good cider um, that you know is both commercial and also you know is a bit more premium in some areas as well. Yeah, a little bit like what we're trying to do. With yeah, well, that's okay. it. You I know, mean, like yeah. we, we have the can range that allows you to sort of come in and see what the category is, and if you like the category, then we also do that 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 next step where you can start going in and 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 really. Um, Understand what it is in that category, what that category can be as well. Yeah. And cider is, you know, not too dissimilar when 
you know, you can have a very basic cider apple and create really nice, you know, just genuine dry or sweet cider. But then you start getting into different varietals of apple. You start getting into different fermentation methods, you know, even different conditioning and ABVs with cider as well. And, you know, it, it, it's just as diverse. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you've got that, that connection to, to uh, terroir as oh, well. Oh, the terroir of the land. That's our favourite thing yeah, to talk we, about. Yeah, we, we do like it. We do like the, the representation of each country and each... each uh, yeah, exactly. Each have. sense of place. But, um, but yeah, so we, we're just... Uh, we're persevering with the, uh, with the connection with there. I'm sure he'll be back momentarily. Um, when we're talking about cider, I mean, we think we've got a few things to try. Theo very kindly sent us a bottle of their uh, port barrel aged uh, cider. I don't know what we'll, we'll talk through that, and then we'll talk through our collaboration. Which yeah, we're excited for it. Yeah, um, I might just step off see if I could do it, but uh, yeah. let's see where he's at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it's been leaving before. Um, that's that's so, Tom. You were a cider maker when you before you started oh, here yeah. at Cosmos. Yeah, that that's that is a great story. So I used to make cider. Um, well, that was the first thing I ever made, which was um, back in back in my cupboard when I was at school. I was about sixteen or seventeen. So I used to make cider from uh, juice, essentially Capella orange apple juice. I used to brew it in the brew it in the cupboard. And that was my so like real terroir of Capella. <laughs> yeah, the real terroir of like Capella. And um, then I, one of my mates actually has a cider farm. Cider farm. He's got a farm down Dorset with some cider apples. And every year we do some pressing, and that was kind of where I got my first experience of uh, of cider making from. Um, do you need to go offline and then online again? Sorry. It's all right. So outside of Cider making, Tom, have you made anything else that's worth talking about? Um, oh, I've made some ropey beer, like traditional ale with a all malt extract kit. That's about it. Mainly cider and then mead. I did make some mead well once. Um, that's kind of... You made mead before you went to the States? Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it was kind of a graduation on from making the cider in that I um, took the cider... And thought, you know, what can I do in my London flat? And actually, mead really worked really well with that um, because you, know, you didn't need a huge amount of space to do mead. And I think if you've seen some of our videos about how you make mead, it's quite a simple process comparatively to say sort of cider or, or beer in terms of the steps you need to go through anywhere. And so, I used to, yeah, I used to make cider. Sorry, I used to make mead in my little basement down in uh, what was that? I was having in Fulham at the time in the, the coal cellar there, um, and then. Yeah, that when you get when you make too much mead, you end up with the mead. I think is the the moral. <laughs> yeah. um, so we we might try to reconnect here. Yeah, I think we'll just we'll we'll be back online in probably a minute or so. Just we're having some teething issues with thoughts. Oh, welcome back, guys. Um, hopefully we're just re-establishing the connection. Um, I don't know how these things work. I've got a physics degree, but still, it's uh, it's a mystery to me. Well, I, I do Sorry. have a degree in Instagram, and uh, it doesn't really help. Um, What's you covering your degree in Instagram? Uh, so we, we we talked about um, what it what it is to display oneself in a way that is pleasing to others. Oh right. Um, which was about four years of that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I was just talking about a potted history of how I got into making mead. Uh, yeah, um, and actually, we cracked some of the original meat, or some of the some of the uh, first batches. First actually, batch. no, sorry, we I think it was like batch 117. Yeah, so no, to get batch 17, me. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, because I start, obviously started with batch 100 because nobody wants to buy the first batch of meat from me. Um, so yeah, that, that was testing all right. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised that the carbonation was still there. Yeah, considering um, um, it was it was done in you know, open tanks with no. Um, Temperature control and you know fossil conditions as well, yeah. which we're finding. Like we we do quite a lot um, of barrel fermentation, and yes, we only do it during winter. And yes, you know it, we we do sort of um, you know we do sort of use the weather to to control yeah, it. Yeah. But realistically, you know we choose yeast that was that fits well into that fermentation style. And and our house yeast, which I assume would have been a little bit different. Um, yeah, it was much different. I think that's one of the areas that we really tightened up on. And like our house yeast, when we push up that sort of ABV, just really uh, push up that temperature. Sorry, um, I think it's really good. Theo, yeah. give us the good news. Well, Tom, 
Yes, Theo. You're back. Are we are we in now? Yeah, we I think so. In, we, are we, are, we are we are knee deep. Yeah. I, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> good. Good. We are, I mean you, you need to keep talking, Theo, so we know you're there. Yeah, that's it. So the last question that we left you with is in your words, nice nice and short description, what is cider, Theo? Uh so cider is an alcoholic beverage made from apples. Quite simply, where the main ingredient would be apples. Um, there's definitely, I, I don't have a strong point of view on it. Uh, there's there's quite a few um, kind of people within the cider world who have different uh, strong opinions about this. A bit like the mead world. It's 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, whether or not it's like 100% juice, so um, you're using only. Apples, no dilution. Uh, maybe people only want to use 100 like kind of traditional West Country cider apples. But yeah, to me, you know, if it's good, and it's made from apples, then I count it as cider. Fair enough. And so, what, what are your kind of favourite types of cider? Like, what are the styles that you kind of really, really love? And maybe, maybe that's a type of apple or a fermentation method. Going, going to things that I I like myself and what and then what we've made at Hawks. Uh, I definitely really like uh, you know traditional uh, cider apples, which have been used. Uh, makers like uh, Rot on Y. They always have amazing kind of single varieties made from these super rare uh, apples that you find in in the UK. But then also um, at Hawks, we've when we stumbled across making cider from uh, just simple Brayburn apples that we get all year round. These are like normal eating apples. I guess we've all had a dessert, uh, a Brayburn apple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we we uh, when we first started making cider in Bermondsey, we were doing lots of yeast um, trials, and it turned out that like Brayburn had a really good. Uh, acidity level with it, which just was perfect with this like Sauvignon Blanc style white wine yeast. And during that fermentation, it was just amazing. It's still one that, still, still an apple and a style cider that's like just blows my mind every time because it's super tropical. It's like New Zealand, Australian uh, Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Blanc. That, that, that sort of yeah, you know, tropical aroma, beautiful acidity, you know, light body. <laughs> It's just yeah. yeah, that 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 summer feel, you know. Yeah, it's cool. And maybe you could just tell us a bit more about what makes it what's a traditional cider apple and what makes what marks that out versus an eat, a normal eating apple that I grab in Sainsbury's. Uh so yeah, first first off is so cider apples, they're only grown for making cider. Uh they're not they're not traditionally used for uh well they're not grown for eating purposes. You do get dual purpose uh cider apples where you know they, they've got good acidity and they can cook down well. So you know when you when you use them even in like canning or anything like that, but you use them in like apple pie, they can be good. But usually they they're distinguished uh, from eating apples by their tannins. Yes, uh, yeah. That you find I mentioned it earlier with the slows, uh, where it's like really stringent flavors or really bitter flavors, and those are those uh, like little molecules, little phenolics. Which um, give the kind of texture, either bitterness, but uh, yeah, they distinguish by those things. Yeah, because there's certain varietals that have that you would use for, for as you know for tannin structure, for acidity, for sweetness. So there's different types of varietals that sort of lend themselves to these aspects. And just like you you do with lots of that that blending process of using those different apples to take those different characteristics is probably one of the coolest things about cider that I sort of. Learned by yeah you know, by drinking cider, but not yeah. necessarily making yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah. So in in cider production, yeah, yeah, so it's 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 probably um, one of the most interesting things is to like kind of get your hands on these very specific cider fruit and try and understand how they can blend well together or if they are used on their own. Most mostly they're. Uh, blended together because they all have different characteristics that help each other basically. Yeah, and that's it. And we kind of use honey in the same way. Like 
you do it with apples as yeah. well, where you would you would blend across to keep a uniform profile over the years. So let's say that you're you're creating a, a yeah. cider as much as a, a core yeah. range cider. Let's say for for you guys, like that that blending of apples allows you to to focus on how the seasons change and how apples change with the weather and 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 the picking season as well. Like how much? Oh, another question as well, which I uh, haven't really talked to you about, was like how how close is your connection to to your apple picking? in your role as well, going like, you know, do you get to taste through your apples like we taste through our sort of honeys? Yeah, so uh, on our core range of ciders, we, we get fruit at walks, which is um, like kind of reject fruit, basically. Um, it's only good for the juicing because either it's, it's a bit too small, it's too big, maybe it's not the right shape for the supermarkets. Yeah. And we're tackling some of that food wastage by uh, using this app, these apples that are, you know, fit, not fit for the supermarket, but they're totally good for uh, juicing. And yeah, they still work. Yeah, usually, you know, you, you'd eat these apples at work, and they're fine, but we enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're pretty familiar with the apples that we get. They're all mainly grown in the UK, in Kent. Uh, so we get our, our apples from the supplier down in Kent. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, and then when when the harvest season comes around, um, yeah, we've been working closely with a uh, couple growers over the last few years uh, in Herefordshire for these uh, cider apples. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he always, um, yeah, he's pretty uh, well trusted, really. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, that's cool. So a, lot, a lot of these cider growers too are generations and generations of cider growers and, and dealing with the change in, uh, um, yeah. yeah what people want with cider apples yeah, as well. Yeah. and got to, got to react to market demand, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And also keep some of that heritage as well, you know, and that's that's where a lot of these sort of boutique little, um, like, ciders and stuff do really well for keeping certain varietals going and making sure that, you know, talking about the supermarkets only wanting one thing, you know, that becomes the, you know, what, what you need to grow to keep your sort of farm going. So this sort of, like, craft cider allows these apples to be preserved which is yeah which is really cool I think we should I'm getting a bit thirsty so should we so, should we Theo what is what have you kindly given us to drink today <laughs> so I'm going to crack it I'm going to use the right hand do you want to talk us through this barrel aged this port barrel aged cider Oh, that's that. Is, Look at that colour. Look at that colour. Okay. Can you hear us there, Theo? Are we talking about the collaboration? So no, we're talking about the port, the port, bar- the port barrel slider first. Through the port. Through the port. That's Through it. Through the port. Oh, that is yeah, good. No, no, I've got a pretty good light in front of my phone, so uh, it's showing off that label nicely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and that label is um, so, something else. Oh my god, oh, that is so good. Yeah, the the, uh, the port barrel cider, so this is um, the second in our uh, series of fermenty barrels where we've got uh, multiple different kind of interesting um, yeah, casks basically. There could be spirits, fortified wine in this case. Uh, we're looking to uh, kind of rejuvenate what we've got for this year as well. Um, but yeah, this is a blend of ciders, uh, so it's a must, uh, cider apples, uh, so we had some cider apple base, which is like fully fermented, and we also had some of our culinary dessert apple base, which um, we both, we matured them in two different ruby core barrels uh, for about six months, kind of looking after them carefully, and yeah, this is the result basically, so we released this just before Christmas because it's a classic port drinking time. Yeah. It's very seasonal for that. This is so good, Theo. Yeah. This this, this sweetness level. Like, you know, you want some rich, sweet, that time of day, right? Yeah. 100%. This is my other drinking crap. This this is, um, on on the the nose, nose, it's, it's, it, it, it's juicy. It's it, it's it's a little bit like prunes and raisins underneath. It's a little so bit of a just little bit of that agricultural cider fun. Um, and then apples are there. There's there's a nicer um, there's a nice bit of sweetness on the nose too. Yeah. 
What do you guys think? Oh, it's exceptional. It's this is really good. Like, well, I mean, we both made uh, happy faces. This is always a bit awkward when you open someone else's stuff there and you have to be polite about it. But luckily, this is this is amazing. The sweetness so level, the, the acid profile on the sweetness level is is bang on. The colour is gorgeous, by the yeah, way. So exactly. I'm guessing you pulled a bit of colour in from that barrel as well. You've just got this nice, you know, almost orangey sort of whiskey-esque sort of colour. And, and um, yeah. uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for when you can see through it? Transparency, opaqueness. Yeah, that's it, opaque. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It's you just, can definitely get that. Like with these sort of ciders that have that, that, that bitter sort of, or that tannin structure to it, for me, when I put my nose into it, it always just reminds me of like just, just apple skin. And it's yeah. just such a nice, refreshing smell. Um, what's the ABV on this too? Oh, is it strong? I don't know. Oh, it's 6.9. 7%. Almost 7%. Yeah. 6.9. So it's hugely drinkable. Yeah. Like, and it's a good-looking bottle shape you've got there. Yeah. I know, I get, I'm yeah. a packaging geek, but <laughs> yeah. this is a good-looking bottle. Um, yeah, I'll have to ask you what type of bottle this is later. That looks nice like bottle. a 375% bang bottle, no? Yeah, it does, but it's not. It's a 500. It is a 500. Sorry, <laughs> this has gone on. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Really geeky bottle territory now. Um, yeah, um, it's also got... A, a quite a yes. deep yeah. Um, yeah. concave in the bottom as well. Um, anyway, good. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is awesome. Um, where can I get this? If I want more of this yeah, here, yeah. where can I buy it? And how much is it priced, roughly? Um, to the public. Price. Obviously, I get trade price, right? Uh, yeah, you get them for free, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so like about six, seven quid, I think. Yeah. And uh, they're on... Brewdog online shop in there. There's a whole cider category. Um, is it all hawks? Is it all the hawks stuff on that? Acquired dogs. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's um, cool. We've That's done cool. a few limited releases, and they kind of sell out quite fast on their online shop, which we're going to be kind of upscaling for this year. So, an example: there's uh, the collaboration that we've done. Much higher volume, so that these things, which are really interesting and unique, they don't sell out super quick. But this yeah. is still online and available. There's not an awful lot left of it, but it's worth it's worth finding if you can. Did, yeah, did I cool. see another one go up on your social media just recently? I swear it was a different label. It's another one of those barrel programs. Uh, or am I going insane? Yeah, the first one we did, which was released, like. Uh, first few months of last year. Okay, yeah. Lucky uh, Bourbon. Oh, yeah. That was it. So it's yeah. like, I think it was Jim Beam uh, Bourbon Barrels for that one. Nice. Um, we, we, should that pro- one we should probably... Kind of similar. That one drier in terms of liquid. Again, it had like... Yeah, because that, that bourbon and apple character goes together so well. So let's get a, a little, little jump a little deeper into to the side of madness. Uh, I think we're a little bit uh, focused on a few things here. But um, like, how did you get your start in, in commercial cider making? Like that, that to me is is it's you know it, it, it's a jump, right? Everybody, you know, home brews, and we all sort of start making something before we go somewhere else. So it'd be kind of nice to see that little journey from you as well. Um, and the question I want to know is. Malolactic fermentation in cider. Um, why is it so important? I know it, it's super important. Like I was a winemaker before, it's super important in wine. Um, and I was really interested to see that it's um, it's important in cider making too. And I just want to see those sort of yeah. those two little bits work together. Sure. Um, so yeah, the first point. Yeah, the first question. I suppose I kind of did the rounds in cider before I got to Hawks, like in London. Um, I started working at New Forest Cider in. Uh, Borough Market, great traditional cider makers from uh, the New Forest, and they've got a still there in uh, Borough Market, selling like medium, sweet, dry ciders from a cask, uh, and selling all sorts of ciders from across the UK and elsewhere. Uh, And then from them, I worked uh, at another small company called London Glider, but they've kind of diminished now. Yeah, 
working there. I met uh, Felix Nash, who, uh, yeah, you guys know. Yeah, I know Felix as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. He's got great initiative and a great foundation for like selling like super kind of, you know, like high perception valued ciders um, and kind of coining the term and making that term fine cider a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, you know, he's done a great job and I really love Felix. So, uh, yeah, from, from there, I was went on a trip down to Herefordshire doing a uh, cider course at Peter Mitchell. And okay, cool. He's kind of renowned across the world for running these really good and great cider courses for like advanced learning. So basically, you know, when you're, I kind of jumped in to the deep end from being a homemade homemaker of cider and went on to look for like, if you're actually a professional cider maker. Uh, and that was great. And then I visited Tom Oliver at the same time. Who's, a, who's another he's amazing... The, the, nice, like, the yeah. nicest man in the world. I tell you what, I've yeah. still yet to meet him, but we email a yeah. lot. <laughs> more more yeah. than you should with somebody uh, you've never met yeah. before. Yeah, he's a legend. He goes by many names. He might be the composer, might be the godfather of cider. So, uh, yeah, he's amazing. And then when I was visiting him, he... He told me about this interesting, like, I had heard of Hawks before in London, but he had told me that, you know, Hawks are actually moving into, like, Bermondsey underneath the railway arches, and there's, like, a job going for um, a cider maker there. And, yeah, to me, to me, it was, like, a dream job, you know, being a cider maker in London, you know, I'm from London, I don't want to have to really, like, leave leave the city to go and make cider, so it was, like, the perfect opportunity. And that's where I met Simon, the founder, and, yeah, Sorry, that's, that's how I got into it, basically, and that was, I think, four years ago. But time time is a blur. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. it's fleeting, right? Yeah, what is time? You, you remember the first year you started there, and then every year it's just, no, no, I only started last year. I've only, I've only, yeah. only been here for about a year and a half, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? I, I feel like I was in my mid twenties with hair when I started this. You can believe that. Yeah. Um, long time ago. Uh, so malolactic fermentation. Tell us about that. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so obviously it's a fermentation, but it's a yeah, it's a non-alcoholic fermentation where um, basically yeah, it's in the name really, like so malolactic, so the main acid in apples is malic acid. And that's how we measure our acidity at work or anyone else inside the industry will measure their acidity in malic acid. And yeah, basically it's, it's a um, kind of fermentation where there's lactic acid bacteria, either it can come on spontaneously or it can be uh, introduced into the liquid, like your finished cider basically, or wine. And it, it converts some of the malic acid into a lactic acid, basically, like decarboxylation or something. I can't remember. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, you were saying it's like quite important, but I'm not sure. Like, yeah, it's a point of difference for some people. Is it? Well, let's say, like, I've only, I only know it happens within cider making. Um, yeah, you know, I did yeah. a little bit of research. There's quite a few companies that that, that swear by, it, especially for different styles. And like even in mead making, I, I sort of try to employ that a little bit at the end of our fermentations if we use malic acid as an acid regulator, because it does help a little bit with mouthfeel, um, and it does create just a little bit of that that lemon citric almost sort of feel to it as well, which just gives it the, that that complex acid base. Which mm. you know, to me as as an acid lover. You know, it's 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 what for me builds a drink. You know, all drinks are acidic, and there's something to that. Yeah. But yeah, I've been smashing through this. Yeah, sorry, we've been smashing through that. That well, barrel is banging. It's I really. really like I'm that. just a little bit conscious of time, and we do need to talk about the collaboration because that is why we're here. Well, let's uh, get into it. So let's get into it. So I'm going to pour some of this. Will, do you want to talk about the mead that went into this? Well, so so this this comes uh, if you've ever had our our four pack or you've ever had our our mead. This is. Um, our side of this collaboration was a very Gosnell's traditional style mead. This is this is kind of our our hopped mead. Um, you know, so this is made with blossom honey. Um, we we um, we do a little bit of hop addition on the boil to get a bit of bitterness. Then we also dry hop about seventy five percent of the way through the fermentation as well. 
Um, so when we when we went to Hawks, we both come in with uh, with our two different, you know, things we do well, right? Yeah. And, and I we, guess we that's, always... that's that's kind of what we want to do. The collaboration is get uh, both aspects. So get the honey through from our side, you know, get that across, and also get you know in this case the cider flavour across. And often with the honey, it's the honey that often yeah. gets lost. Yeah, and we bang this drum all the time, and, <laughs> and it's it's the sort of thing that you know we do whenever we do collabs, and and being a small company as well, like it's quite easy to be lost in the. Uh, lost in the game you know so when we do a color we really want it to be like okay it doesn't necessarily need to be our house yeast or anything but if we're going to use honey we want honey on the goddamn nose exactly um Theo, do you want to talk a bit about the the apple base yeah. for this yeah so um these uh, so this diet the cider that we 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 kind of came up with in that meeting and we chose was um our 2018 dabinet uh, cider apple which uh, that year was like a super hot year. The the fruit had like so the finishing ABV on our cider was like eight eight and a half. Some of the IBCs that we've got are like nine percent ABV. Yeah, and that's all natural sugars from that year in those apples. And yeah, honestly, it's, it's like classic Dabinet. Uh, it's the most commonly grown cider apple in the UK. And you know, like uh, there's so many orchards which uh, Bulmers planted back in the kind of 60s, 70s, and they wanted to use this fruit because it's just so versatile, either on its own or in a blend, it helps. Um, and classic characteristics of it are that it's kind of grapefruit peel, like mm, kind of yeah. pith and rind of grapefruits, but it's also got spiciness to it. No, and so, I mean, for me, this is a really, this is a, a, one of our best better collaborations if, if, if not like if it was uh, sorry but if it wasn't for the Camp Ico lab yeah, I would say that, it, which just blew us out of the water about we never even thought about anything like that before no this is true but I think for me this is a this is a cider this is a mead this is the perfect it, it, when you put your nose into it as well it's it's not one or the other it's both yeah and that's kind of one of the hardest things when we do these collabs is you know if we want to keep the honey character that means we have to do things certainly in our way yeah. we have to capture that honey character and a lot of people, when they're mead brewers, um, have a lot of trouble with trying to recreate that 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 honey character, whether it's back sweetening or whatever. And if you can capture that in fermentation, I think that is just such a a beautiful recipe. If you can just run it through, and by the time you get to the end, the honey character's still there, and you don't have yeah. to adjust afterwards. And in this year, like you put your nose into it, and it's apple first. So I'll give it that. Yeah, but then no, I do get that great fruit now. That I mean, I can get led very easily with flavors. You tell me something that's in that. But that great fruit, I do get on the on the on the back of the palate. Uh, this is this is. Awesome. We, we've done research, and we we didn't find anything. I mean, there's hardly any sizes on the market anyway. So. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's and it's. It's. I, I think we talked about it a little while ago. There, there was the jackrabbit, which I never really got a hold of either, and that was no. probably the only other size that I've seen. Oh yes, I can't put the first size yeah. in the UK. Yeah, so we couldn't do the, yeah, the other. <laughs> the first size of collaboration then. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've been talking about this for for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's been it's been I did because you know we're both kind of the most unique drink maker in our kind of genre in London and we're not like we're literally two miles away from each other so like it just makes perfect sense well that's it and, and it's, it's you know, the liquid we bought was just to the collaboration was just it just goes so well together yeah it's just, just, I'm really excited to get this in like hands. Point, like every single ingredient there on its own but it's just it just goes and it goes back and forth and back and forth like it goes to your honey and then there's a mead you get a little bit of hop you get uh, there's there's a nice residual sweetness in there as well which you know when we do collaboration let's say with a beer or something like that you know like a lot of beer brewers want it to be dry and have that sort of you know we fight for how much sweetness there is but at least in an apple character you've got that sweetness you've got the ability to make it semi-sweet and it doesn't go outside the category as well you know, like there's a reason sizer is a category of meat, and there's 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 a reason why it works with apples, and and it's just one of the, yeah, the most really exciting cool, yeah. things. I remember when we sat down to do the tasting, we were expecting this. Yeah. You know, we're going to be blending for an hour and try to find the exact right thing, and I think it was almost the second yeah. blend we did. We went, 
Yeah, it's fine. Is, is, yeah, is that it? it? That's is, it. Is that it? Like, yeah. is, is, obviously, is, we need to carry on. <laughs> yeah, we need to, to see make sure just to make sure, one. but I, I'm pretty sure we nailed it. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that tastes yeah, incredible. Did, yeah, with Max, yeah. Right, it's just a bakingly hot day in August. Oh, right? it's gorgeous, yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. That's my week off. It's your week off, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, Theo... Carry on. So, do you... Just just talking about, like, getting getting through this, because we've got... We, fit these things into an hour so we've got to really tighten these up this year and, and not do two and a half hour sets um, but uh, do you have anything exciting that you've got coming out of Hawks that you're, 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 you know, you want to tell us about you got something in the horizon that you want to share with us like what what's getting you motivated and up in the morning at the moment you know uh, just... and what are we doing for our second car lab? yeah oh, that's a good point yeah well I mean I've got a can of your slow here so that would be quite fun, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll drink that tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got, we, so last year, uh, Hawk, Hawk started by using um, apples from inner city London. And we're going to hopefully be releasing, so last year we got loads of um, apples donated to us like by post uh, from all over the UK. And we've kind of regionalized them. So we split them up when they arrived, either like from northern UK, parts of the Midlands, south, southwest, and then greater London. And we're going to try and release uh, four different ciders, all from donated fruit. Uh, oh, sick. Oh, that's really cool. So that'll be really interesting to see how that goes. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it was just like such a cool, cool thing to, just see all these apples come in from like thousands of people, basically. Like, I, I, I remember uh, seeing an app at one stage that was if you had fruit in your backyard, you could jump on this app and you could share it, and and people would come over and pick the fruit out of the back of your thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, I would love to do yeah. that. Like in London, just get rock. I was like, I heard you got some peaches. Peaches for you. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, yeah, another one is uh, we've got so. You guys have heard of Renegade Winery, right? Yeah. I have run across the famous Warwick once or twice. Yeah, and another another kind of different fermentation to the usual uh, craft beer crew in London. So I think, you know, there's only a few of us, and um, it's good to build up those relationships. So over the last three seasons, we've we've got their, like, used grape skins and blended that on fresh apple juice, and we've got one coming out soon from 2019 and nice. then we've also just bottled uh, kind of early um, two different styles of grape skins two different grapes uh, that came from 2020 harvest which uh, that's super exciting and um, yeah so are you are you just putting grape skins with the juice and then fermenting over the top and just allowing those to fer- yeah. ferment out again, some of that tannin structure and some of that color coming through for them. I'm guessing they're, uh, yeah. are they, are they red, red wine grapes? I'm guessing to get that little bit of color coming uh, through. We've done, we did, the 2019, we've got these uh, grape skins called Nero Detroit. Uh, those are like a southern Italian red wine, uh, red, red grapes, red wine grapes. And then we also, Got those. We got those again last year, and we got Chardonnay. Oh, oh, nice. So uh, we'll get we'll get like a yeah two. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, then we're going to introduce a new cider for our core range alongside our uh, Dead and Buried cider, Urban Orchard, and then our new our new like one of our favourite ciders of the last few years that we've made um, with a kind of exotic fruit. Um, oh yeah, all all, uh, all in code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Well, as much as we would sit here and, and drink all evening and... Yeah, no one talk. wants to see that. So, Theo, man, thank you so yeah, much. For number one, much. sticking sticking through Instagram's terrible algorithm that just uh, cuts you in and out. And, um, yeah, thank you yeah, so much for, so much for spending time with us. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Hopefully soon we'll be able to... You know, I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, yeah, hopefully so we can get you in here and actually have a full-on conversation. Yeah, and, that'd be nice. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, it'd just be lovely to, to pick your brain about uh, about cider and take care, Theo. Thanks very much. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for spending your Friday afternoon drinking with us. Um, Pleasure. Thank you so much. Right. Well, thanks a lot again. Thanks for this, Theo. Um, I'm that poor barrel cider. That- was-
Yeah, I really want to start using port barrels now. Like that that character that come from number one, the color. Humans get on the blower. I, I assume that you ride a roped amount of port barrels into work every day. I've never uh, looked. You know what? I, I did. The Cleo. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I, I, know, I know a couple of port barrels. Um, anyway, it's fine. I'll get on the, I'll get on the blur. We'll get some port barrels in. Like, sure I, I couldn't believe how much color came yeah, through. It's really cool. Um, how much of that fruit character? Really, I mean, it's for the reason for some scotch finishing, but they can't use. Well, port barrels are, are quite popular. And are they in for? For, for whiskey making, yeah, yeah but not not as much as sherry. Not as much as sherry. Probably the second. Yeah. Well, also with a bit. But how much port is like? I know that a lot of um, they reuse them from my memory when I went to Porto. We can shave them, them like yeah. any any barrel. You can take. No, I, I think they shave just reuse them over and over. As in, I don't think they're they're not imparting too much tannic structure in them. Okay, you're looking more for microalkalization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we've probably knock on the head there, I would say. Yeah, I, th- I think this week we had 50% less uh, complications than we did last week. Yeah, so next week we might be bang on perfect. Maybe next week we'll be talking all about wood. How are we? You're going to talk all about wood. All about wood. Uh, no, all about uh, oak and aging, because it's Burns Night next week. Yeah. So, a bit of whiskey theme, bring it in, bring it back to practice some wood, and we'll, uh, we'll see who we can talk to about that. Alright, so guys, thank you so much for coming by. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. So, hit the subscribe and like button and follow us on all our social media. And we'll see you again next week. You've got any questions or thoughts or just want to chat about mead and honey, then drop us an email to podcast at gosnels.co.uk. Or better still, jump on our Instagram live at five. Ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like we know what we talk about. Or if you want to see what I look like, you can head on to the website at www.gosnels.co.uk.